There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'll do that to you. Best flaming place in the world, if you ask me. Yes, you guessed it today on the podcast. We are so excited to be speaking with the one and only, the heart and soul of Summer Bay, Raymar, who plays Alf Stewart, and the beautiful and talented executive producer, Julie McGoran. Welcome to you both to the official Home and Way podcast. Why, thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason. And I'd just like to announce that uh, the wonderful and beautiful executive producer, <laughs> uh, Julie McGoran, is also the head of drama for the network. Oh, wow. Woo! Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, thanks very much, Ray. Thank you. How's that been? It's fantastic. I love it. Best job in the world. Now, Ray, um, you may have been in Summer Bay since the pilot episode film back in 1988, but this is your first ever time on the Home and Away podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Did you ever in your wildest dreams think you'd be sitting right here now so many years after you filmed your first episode for the show? Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> and the other thing was I had to ask numerous people what a podcast was. I'd heard of a podcast. I'd heard people talking about doing podcasts and things. And look, anything remotely connected with anything uh, social media-ish, I don't have any of those things, Facebooks and, you know, what, what are those, some of those other things? Instagram. Some, Instagram, any of Twitter, those. Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. You name it, I'm, I'm not on it. it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't listen to it. I don't read it. I don't wish to know. Look. One, the main reason, and this is getting very deep and serious very Rubbing, early, but when people can just write bile and not put their names to it, there's something inherently wrong with that for mine. Thank yeah, you. I this agree. has been a paid political announcement. <laughs> <laughs> but this Raymar. is the podcast, and this should be the first podcast you ever listened to. Because the Home and Away podcast is pretty awesome. People have loved it. Always told you that social media is my life. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah. Okay. Hashtag Raymar loves social media. I've heard about that too, hashtag. I thought it was something you ate. That's <laughs> a hash brown. A hash brown. Who, doesn't, oh, right, who okay. doesn't love a hash brown? Oh, oh my God. Can we get some hash browns yes, in the house? Mm. So you are the longest serving cast member. Congratulations on that. That is known me feet. Surely that deserves a Guinness Book of Record award. Jace, um, you really, it's it's very much an overstated thing. To, <laughs> all you have to do is stay alive and turn up for work. There's no big deal in it, you know? But thank you. Uh, <laughs> but don't you have a Guinness Book of Record? Is that well, how you say? Guinness Book of World I, Record Record? Record Record? <laughs> I, I believe so. It used to be shared among three. Miss Ritchie, yes. Mr Coburn and myself. Fantastic. The lovely um, Sally, Fisher and Alf. And, you know, I mean, I just kept turning up longer than they kept turning up and they've all gone on to wonderful new things um spoke to norman the other day fisher he's incredibly well living in tasmania has this got anything to do with what we're supposed to be talking no, about? no this is the good the people stuff love, because good. we love norman i remember when he left and i cried when he looked down the barrel and did his english poem but i oh. cry a lot you know that yeah yeah i'm a bit yeah. of a soft touch in that department yeah, too with those too. um 
uh, emotional things and, and whatever. That's why you're so good at what you do, because it's an emotional vehicle. And if we, we have emotions, that's what makes us creative. That's my excuse for crying all the time. <laughs> Look, I, I've gone back a bit. I'm still stunned that you said that's why you're so good at what you do. That's the first time you've ever said that. <laughs> oh, rubbish, Ray. <laughs> it's only taken 32 years. Oh, my golly, it's only taken... How long have we worked together? Uh, a long time. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? A long that's time. That's when you were throwing the music together, I think, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, two thousand. Was it? Yep. Okay. Well, I remember that's... your sixtieth birthday and your seventieth. <clears throat> yeah, keep going. Now let's talk about your audition. And that was, you know, a while ago. What was that like uh, auditioning for the show? Tell me, talk me through the steps. You know, I don't think I auditioned, but I think they were thinking about me to. Oh, I might have auditioned, but because they were they were looking at me to play Tom, right? Uh, Tom Fletcher. Ah. And that obviously wasn't quite right, and I can see exactly why they wouldn't have cast me as Tom. And Roger Oakley was dead right for it, the guy that that, um, played it originally, or that played the only Tom Fletcher, really. And then they said, look, we'd like you to play this other guy who, I forget how they described Alf, a bit of a rogue, I think, a bit of a long-term Summer Bay family, you know, uh, father, grandfather before him, and I think, um, you know... The, the great-great-grandfather came over on the first fleet and carried a little bag to Summer Bay and said, <laughs> this is all rubbish. <laughs> but, but the character's family is a long-time resident of, uh, uh, you know, they've lived in Summer Bay all their lives. Hence yeah. Stuart Point. Hence Stuart Point, indeed. Yes. Well, in the pilot episode, he sold the Stuart house or the Summer Bay house to the Fletcher family. When they were after a sea change, uh, Tom and Pippa moved up with their foster kids and there is a scene where Alf is showing them around the house and selling it. So from that, I deduced that he owned it or his family had owned that place and he then moved to 41 or 2, I forget the number, I hope the postman gets it right, uh, Wallaby Crescent Summer Bay and lived there with Ailsa for a fair while. Is that next to Possum Lane? or It could well be next to Possum... Possum Crescent or Possum Lane? Or uh, Possum just Street. around the corner from Wombank Crescent. Yeah, that'll be right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and don't you get yabbies in Wombank Creek? And as it gets further down the stream, it's just called Yabby Creek. Just near the Mangrove Rivers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Ray, when did you first meet Julie McGoran and what were your first impressions of oh, her? Oh, I'm actually in the room, Jason. <laughs> just block your ears, All Julie. All the more fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I first met Julie McGoran, I think she just reminded me, in about... 2000, maybe maybe a little before, but roughly there. All she was always incredibly positive. She was always incredibly energetic. She always had a smile on her face, and nothing much has changed apart say. from when she says you're fired. <laughs> oh, um, and she's only fired me once or twice. So, um, <laughs> but we've made up after that, and yeah. here we are. Yeah. Well, what a place to be energetic. Summer Bay. I know. Summer yeah. Bay is rocks. And it was pretty, um, I haven't told you this, it's pretty exciting but intimidating when you meet Ray Ma. Oh. I must admit. It's true. Rubbish. It is. Because you get quite nervous and I still do to this day, hello, Ray. No, it's not true. Um, Ray's been amazingly welcoming because um, he loves the show, you know, just as much as everybody else and it's always for the good of the show. I always talk about how everyone on the show really cares about it and that's why the product is so good, but that's, you know, a testament also. Obviously, Ray, you love the show and you are very passionate about the show, otherwise you wouldn't be here, but it helps to make good entertainment when you're in that kind of zone, doesn't it? 
Oh, absolutely. Look, like in any job, you have a, a period of a day somewhere along the line where you'd rather be somewhere else, or you might have a day where you'd rather be somewhere else. But a day or two out of 32 years is pretty minimal. People often ask, why have you stayed so long? And the answer is basically nobody else would employ me. Uh, <laughs> uh, the answer really is I still enjoy it and whatever I keep enjoying it and they want me there, I'm there. Morning. Hi, darling. Hey. What's all this? Work. Helping writers put me behind. Well, can't it wait? I mean, you're not actually sitting for an exam, are you? I do have other students apart from Year 12, but don't panic. I'll have a cup of tea with you first. Hey, bye. Bye. Hey, you haven't had your breakfast? No time. I'm late for my group study session. See you, Mother. Bye, darling. Oh, this is flaming ridiculous. I mean, how are we supposed to be a family if we can't even sit down together? I'd be surprised if your mother bothers coming back. Now, Julie, you've had a multiple roles in television. What are your memories of your first encounter with Rowan? Coming into Summer Bay, um, I've said it before, there is something in the water. There's magic in this place. And so when I was lucky enough to join the team, I think it was in the year 2000, everyone was so welcoming. And because I was lucky enough to be a fan of the show, I felt like I was already, I knew everybody and the characters and so forth. But it's such a, a unique team. And we always talk about the family behind the scenes, but that's what Home and Away is. It is a big show with a big cast and a big crew, but every every single person does their bit so well that it is it's it's not like coming to work. It's a great place to be and I, as as you know I do work on other shows, but by far and large and large this is the best place to be. I love being in edit. I say it and I say it proudly that my Friday nights is I watch a block of Home and Away. Um, it just sets up my weekend perfectly and I still love every minute of it. Now, Ray, if you were describing H&A, if you were describing Home and Away to someone who had never seen the show before, how would you describe the essence of it? Coastal family community, basically. It's, it, it's really as simple as that. Uh, People make you feel welcome immediately. It's a bit like Julie was saying about the cast and crew of this show. Well, I think that's the essence of the town as well, what we have in the show. Is Home and Away in a way like a celebration of the imp of imperfection? Did you look at me when you said that? Did you look at me when you said that? No, but I mean, it's just like everyone who comes to the Bay is either escaping from something or they're on the run or they're trying to hide from something or their family's broken or something's not perfect and you come to the Bay and you kind of do get fixed and you do get supported and you do get loved and all that kind of stuff. So am I on the right path? But isn't that like life as well? I think we all wish we had somewhere like Summer Bay to go. As Ray was saying, it's about family, about coastal community. And I think they're the perfect three words. I'll actually write them down and use them somewhere else. There is this sense of community that people do come, little broken wings like little birds, like we all are in life. And someone like an Alf or an Irene or an Aid or, or a Marilyn takes you in, you know, under their wing and really supports you. And I think that's why it really resonates with people because I think ultimately Home and Away is escapism, but it, it, it is warmth, it is family to the audience and they really get taken on a journey to think, I, I know it sounds silly, I would love Alf to be my friend, to be, you know, sitting around hearing a yarn from him or from Rue. It's just that sense of family and community. The other thing that I find interesting is that uh, I, I believe that 
political correctness in our country right now. It's gone far too far in so many areas. And my basic philosophy is that everybody, regardless of sex, colour, creed, whatever else, should get a fair go until they prove they don't deserve it. And I believe that's about how Summer Bay is. Everybody who comes into that town gets a fair go. And uh, if they prove they don't deserve it, well, maybe they get a slap on the wrist and hopefully pulled back into the fold and back into line. But for a start, if you come in as a good bloke or you come in as somebody who's trying to be a good bloke or trying to fix your imperfections or whatever, you'll get a fair go. And I think that's all any of us can ask in life. If you're up front and fair dinkum, you'll get a fair go. You sensed something wasn't quite right about him. Well, I, I just always had a funny feeling about poor Robbo. I should have listened to you. Might have saved Kat some heartache. Stone the flame on crows, Palmer. Will you give it a rest? Oh, I know he's a friend, Mr Stewart, but you have to admit he does have a very dark energy around him. Well, that's not the point, Marilyn. We don't know the full story. At least let the bloke tell his side before you hang him. Julie, since you've both been such an integral part of Home and Away's past and present, what do you think are the most important aspects of the series that has kept it current and relevant for the audience over so many years? Oh, good question. Um, I think, uh, you know, as Ray had said too, the, the world is always changing and I think it's important that the show, like the characters we evolve with what's happening in the world, but still the core of the show after 32 years is love and family, and as Ray said, community. I think, interestingly enough, we don't set out to suddenly go, oh, let's be different. We just evolve, like we as people do, as the world does as well. So I think it's just making sure that also our stories, sometimes we have heightened stories and so forth, but we try to tell them in a grounded, truthful way that people can identify with, feel that they can maybe see themselves on, um, on the screens as such. And also we do do topical stories. And I think, you know, in the previous podcast, we've covered social issues and um, mental health. They're really important stories to tell, but they're always told in a balance of life, love, friendship as well. So it's really keeping that balance of story right. And that, that's the fun and the challenge of it every day. And I think this show has also woven those stories in in an incredibly credible way. Like the characters that it gives those stories are always very credible characters like Bella with the bullying online and all of that sort of stuff. And whatever social issues we deal with, those stories are usually given to the right people within the cast to tell that story and not to say, oh, here we are telling a story about such and such. It seems a natural flow. And, and so because it is that, people in everyday life can relate to that. And I think some people think, my God, that's exactly what my daughter was saying. Oh, that's exactly what I've been through. I can, you know, and, and there is hope. These people can get through that if they get help or whatever it happens to be there's, I don't know, a recognition or a resonance with an audience. Absolutely. It's, it's interesting you say hope because when I think of hope, what I'm loving at the moment is the Elf and Martha storyline. Oh, yeah. can't say too much, but there's some beautiful, beautiful, you know, um, scenes and story coming up. Sounds silly saying it to you sitting here, but I love that it gives hope that anyone can find love or reignite love and it doesn't matter what the journey is beforehand and I'm not saying you're old. (laughs) (laughs) But doesn't it, isn't it beautiful that there's second hope and honestly, in edit, watching you and Belinda together, it's the most enjoyable, beautiful 
um, sense of love on the screen. Everyone lights up talking about it. I know. Right to reply. (laughs) I mean, I'm in the bloody room. So what she's saying in effect is it gives hope for really old people that there's something else there. But isn't that good? (laughs) Absolutely, it gives hope. Yeah, it gives hope. (laughs) And also Alf deserves it. He sure does. He's, He's been through a lot, hasn't he? Yeah, he's had a pretty rough trot for about 32 years. <laughs> but now <laughs> the love up. of his life is back. Yeah. Yep, she Wonder is. Wonder what will happen next. Exactly. And look, Ooh. you know, I'm not sure if you had anything to do with the casting or who had whatever to do with the casting, but they couldn't have cast Martha better. Belinda Giblin's just wonderful on screen. She's wonderful to work with. She's a breath of fresh air. I've known her for 4,000 years, and uh, it, it's just great working with her. Right, let's put it out there. Sorry, Jace. Did you not suggest Belinda? <laughs> I, I think, may have. I think you may have. And just quietly, after this many years, I still listen to Ray. We do what Ray says. Um, no, but isn't she wonderful? Like, obviously, you know, a big fan from many years, and, you know, with Lucy and Louise, the other producers, um, she's perfect. Yeah. And you can actually see that connection on screen there's so that well. spark and that energy now you guys have worked before together haven't you it's not your first time working belinda but with belinda yeah yeah the very first national television drama thing that i did it was the very first show i'd ever done and it was a black and white episode of matlock police coincidentally belinda was in that as well and now you guys are reunited in color we are we are indeed yes it's only taken 30 years 40 years 50 years Seriously, what's the matter with you? One minute is just about the two of us. The next minute you're reading the riot act about family dinners. I need to know that this is going to work. That what's going to work? Well, you coming here to live, woman. <laughs> That's what this is all about. No laughing, Anna. It is when the person you're considering living with hasn't got a clue what you're on about. You didn't think to have a conversation with me about this first. Well, of course we were going to talk about it. When? Oh, honestly, Alf, this is just like you. You bottle things up and then you explode and you never share things until it's too late. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ray, are there any actors you've worked with on Home and Away that have left in a really big impression on you professionally and personally? By far and away the biggest is a guy called Jason Smith. Um, Who did he left- play? Huh? Who did he play? Yes. Um, <laughs> Bobby uh, Hunter. <laughs> 2003 to 2006, he had the glasses, the hot girlfriend. Mate, look, I, there's, there's a lot of actors, obviously, in 32 years that have come through the show. Some arrive fully equipped 
to do the job. And uh, it's wrong to say don't get any better, but they're very good already and, and they just do it. And, and that's pretty good because it's an unrelenting process. You know, I mean, we all say how much we love it and we do, but it's unrelenting. It's two and a half hours every week. So people that can handle that, I take my hat off to every day of the week. There are other kids that will come in uh, who you think, oh, I can see why you've cast him. You want TV week covers or you want whatever. And that's an important part. The publicity side of it is very important. <laughs> um, but sometimes the kids uh, struggle a bit in the acting side just because they're young, they haven't had much experience or whatever else. Just improve. They're like sponges. They soak up stuff. They, look, you know, they, they just learn so much every day. And to see those guys come from a standing start through to that is absolutely fantastic. And then there are no-hopers like Chris Hemsworth, you know, <laughs> never going to be any good at anything. People like that, who, who was just a, he was a lovely guy when he arrived, he was a lovely guy when he left, and now he's a world megastar and he's still a lovely guy, you know. And having said lovely guy, that's not denigrating his, his ability. He's, he's just grown and grown and grown as an actor. Uh, Isla Fish is another one who was just a lovely kid when she came, and Ryan Quanton is another one who's done quite well. These are just the ones that come to mind. And then you had little naturals like Kate Ritchie, you know, I mean, she came as an eight-year-old kid and could act us all off the screen, you know. She, she was just absolutely fantastic. Oh, she's more shocked than hurt, I think. Hey? It hurts, hey? My bum. Oh. Bottom. My bottom. Oh, does it hurt bad? Anything else that hurts? It's enough. Oh, I think you're going to have a bruised bum, pumpkin. Bottom. Oh, sorry. <laughs> if there was anyone, they'd gone. There was someone. There was a girl. Seen a girl around the place? No, not me. Floss? No. She probably toppled back when she opened the door. It tends to be a bit free on its hinges, that one. Well, if there was someone there, she's gone now. Come on, we're going to get you cleaned up. Yeah, you can use the house if you like, Tom. Thanks, Alf. Julie, in the cast, how important is a character like Alf when it comes to storylines, and how has the character of Alf evolved over the years? Oh, Alf is incredibly important. As we've said, he is like the moral compass of the bay. So what Alf says or feels, it really does determine how the community feels. Um, sometimes when things go a bit awry in the bay, he's the one to pull it all back together. So, And also in life, wouldn't we all like to have someone like Alf in your corner always batting for you? 100%. So that's why I call Ray a bit offline but no, not <laughs> um, he's incredibly important and um, we're blessed to have him. Uh, Ro, what do you think are the major moments that are unforgettable so far from Alf's time in Summer Bay? Forgotten. <laughs> There's too many of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said they question. were unforgettable, well they're not, guys. I've forgotten. <laughs> Obviously his uh, relationship with his daughter at the start was very tempestuous uh, when Justine Clark was playing Rue which was a wonderful time. There was a lot happening. It was brand new. It was shot differently and all of that. It was almost like turn the fluoros on out at Epping and three ca point three cameras at them and let them go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so yeah. the, the production values were not as good at the start, obviously, as they are now. And that's one of the reasons the show is still successful. I think it's reinvented itself a number of times production-wise. I remember loving a storyline between um, a girl called Cathy Godbold and Les Hill, 
where Kathy was suffering from leukemia and, and her, all her friends where she went to school, let's call it Melbourne, uh, knew she was sick and used to tap dance around her and all of that. And she moved to another place, Summer Bay, so she could be treated like a normal kid and live out a life or whatever. And she and the character Les played, Blake, fell in love and uh, it, was a, it was a nice story. And then in the end, she died in his arms on the beach as the sun's coming up or going down, I forget which, but it was one of those lovely lights. And th- that, was, that was my all-time favourite story for a long time. You must think I'm crazy wanting to do this. Well, everyone's entitled to be a bit crazy every now and again. You might have a bit of a wait for the sun, though. Ah, not too long. Well, we might leave you to it, eh? Thanks, Half. I, I had, a, had a brain tumour at one stage, and this isn't to, to um, uh, belittle the problem of a brain tumour. Obviously, it's a very serious matter, but the character had a brain tumour, and one of the symptoms was um, he, he could see people. He could see people that other people couldn't see and somebody invited him around oh no Ailsa Ailsa had died and one of the one of the symptoms of the brain tumor was that he could still see Ailsa Alf invited Fisher and Morag and a few other people around to his place for dinner and brought them in and uh, there's a an empty chair sitting there we said oh hello welcome welcome they came in with their bottles of wine and and after a minute he paused and he looked at the chair and he looked at them and I said, well, aren't you going to say hello to Ailsa? Who wasn't there, obviously. Um, she had, had passed away. He could still see her. So we had to shoot all that stuff twice. Once from Alf's point of view with Ailsa there and then the other time from their point of view looking at an empty chair with no Ailsa. So while it was very serious subject matter, it, it was a bit of levity within that in the show. And that was a little bit of the oldies doing their comedic schmick, if you like. Yeah, so that was fun. Look, there's been a lot of stuff. Some of the stuff I've had with Georgie has been fantastic. We've we've loved working together. Good to see nothing's changed around here. Hey, oh, hey you're back. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 what's all this? Hey, anybody think you hadn't seen me for months? Well, I haven't. Why didn't you tell us you were coming home? What wanted to surprise you. Tick that box. Right, uh, who's for a cuppa? Oh, Dad, I can't. I've got to get to school and he's meeting Raffi. We can meet up later, though. A bloke drives for flaming hours to see his family and you all shoot through. You should have told me you were coming home. I would have taken the morning off. Well, I could take the morning off. <laughs> or not. Anyway, I'll catch up with you later. Um, hey, we can have lunch. Julie, why does Home and Away give actors such a great start in the acting business? I mean, Home and Away is kind of like a next-level drama school, really, isn't it? Yeah, I think because of the people like Ray and the cast and crew, um, it is a machine, as we talk about. It's two and a half hours a week. So it is such a fertile learning ground. You have to be on your game. You have to come to set knowing your lines, to rehearsals, understanding how the system works. And if you can get through home and away... You can do anything. And that's just not for actors. It's for cast and crew and directors as well. Really, it, it is, as I said, like making a feature film every week. Um, so you learn and see such an amazing um, machine at work. As Ray said, if you're a sponge, you will learn everything you need to know in this place. Ray, you've been the longest resident in Summer Bay. Do you still look forward to coming to work, slipping on Alf's hat and getting to work in the bait shop 
or having that regular morning tea at the diner with Rue, Marilyn, Irene and now Martha? Yeah, look, I do still look forward to that. Um, I'm saving up, uh, saving up to buy a new hat, um, <laughs> yeah. but it'll be only for good. Yeah. You know how you have one for good and an old battered one yeah. for not so yeah. good? So I, I hope while ever else upright, he'll be fishing in a battered old hat. Uh, but if there's a wedding or a funeral or something, I hope to have a new hat for him at some point in the not-too-distant future. In terms of still enjoy coming to work, yeah, I do. The people. It's, it's about people, Jace. I mean, it's a wonderful show, but people make a show. Ray and Julie, can you share any insights as to what we can expect from Home and Away in the new year for 2020? Maybe just a little nugget, a little tease, a little secret something. I know. <laughs> so can't say, can't say too much. Well, I can guarantee one thing that's, you know, that you mightn't know, but, um, and probably shouldn't say this, but oh my golly. why not let it out? The show will definitely be on air next year. Hey, you got that right. <laughs> Woo! Oh, look, Jace, there is fantastic storylines coming up, obviously. As I mentioned, we all love watching Martha and Alf together and obviously each of the characters has their own storylines and coming up to the end of the year, we have big cliffhangers, which is storylines which really elevate the story and really entices the audience to come back again. Um, in each character has something new and different to explore in 2020 so it's really exciting and um, once again the team have upped the ante if you think that was even possible they have but there's a lot of truth in story as well and there's some amazing emotional um, performances that I think the audience will love. Can I just ask you on air as the head of drama yes Frank. Uh, if I live long enough um, and if you're going to do another show somewhere, I would dearly love to play a character called Cliff. <laughs> Cliff Hanger. <laughs> and maybe he's a pilot. Get it? Like Hanger Pilot. Yay. Yeah, see Absolutely. what I did there? Yeah, yeah, Captain yeah, Cliff yeah. Hanger. <laughs> he is. Let's try and get that in a script next year. Why not? <laughs> see if our podcast friends notice. <laughs> that is hilarious. And Home and Away is kind of like the champion of cliffhangers. Like we do cliffhangers very, very well. Absolutely. Louise uh, Bose, who's our um, wonderful script executive and her team, love a challenge and love a cliffhanger. Um, so they're always working up amazing storylines. But as we said, it, a lot of it do, is based in truth as well. Um, and it is two and a half hours. So it's like a feature film every single week. And when I look at the production values um, on this show, it is extraordinary what the team put together. Okay, well, Julie, Ray, thank you so much for being here and being so open and sharing so much. This is easily my favourite podcast of the whole series. Thank Did you, so you much say for that here. last week to the other no, people? No, I said one of. <laughs> this is my favourite. I'd like to say, beyond any shadow of doubt, this is my favourite podcast of all time. The one I've enjoyed doing most. Uh, I really have enjoyed it, Chase. Good on you. Thanks very much. Thanks, Chase. Don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends about this awesome podcast. A big thanks to Julie McGoran, Seven's Head of Drama, Loretta Farrell, the producer, Nikki Hamilton, the executive producer. My name is Jason Smith. Don't miss an episode of Home and Away, the podcast. So subscribe right now and never miss a thing. This is a Seven West Media podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 